Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm Bruce Campbell. Why did he do it? Why did he do it? God. It's a record to a movie. We all know this doesn't work as well when you don't just push yourself away from the mic. You like left the room. <laughs> going for the echoey house vibe, you know? Yeah. Well, you're succeeding. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm feeling cool. I'm looking cool. I have a sideways hat. I feel very mm -hmm. early 90s LA, you know, that's my vibe. <laughs> are you wearing Vans? I was. Okay, good. How are you doing, Sarah? You've been day drinking. We hear. I, I have been day drinking. I met my friend from work. We had lunch and cocktails Ooh. and pie. And then on my way home, I was like, I'm not quite done yet. So I called my friend Morgan and I was like, hey, girl, what are you doing? She's like, this is what she said. She said, I just walked into my house and it smells like fresh, hot banana bread. So I might be dead and I might be in heaven. And I was like, well, you're talking to me and I'm here to assure you you're not dead. Yeah. Um, but since you're not dead do you want to go get a drink and she said yes so we did that too and that makes three cocktails in three hours and i'm feeling great you know good what like, kind of cocktails did you have? i had three different cocktails one was called the cinnamon girl it was basically like a manhattan but it was dry vermouth so it was interesting yeah. And then I had a Kentucky mule. So just like a Moscow mule, but with bourbon. And I had something else at the other place that was like mango and orange and bourbon. It was good. Yeah, it was fresh squeezed orange and mango puree. Whoa. So yeah, it was delish. Well, that does sound delish. Um, I'm probably going to have a headache in like an hour. So yeah. it's very likely. Uh, I got a little toasty again. I once again didn't wear sunscreen and now i have a really interesting tan line where just my hands are white he's mickey mousing i look like mickey mouse now <laughs> from your motorcycle gloves yeah yeah it's getting insane. you're dude you're riding around without sleeves it's so warm here i know i mean josh would be uh, horrified I know it's really dumb. I'm not going on the freeway like that. I'm just zipping around town. Yeah. What? Okay, be free for like a second. <laughs> just like an exit. <laughs> just an exit and I'm off. I'm not lane splitting. I'm not being stupid. I'm doing all of those things. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah. And who needs skin anyway, really? Yeah. I mean. Well, here's the thing. You, motorcycle protective gear. It's like you either are going to wear all of it. Or, or like the people that ride around with just like a long sleeve or like a hoodie. Oh no, it's nothing. Yeah. Like literally nothing. That's just gonna scrape on away. Right. So it's an illusion. Learn I'm not suggesting you wear a hoodie. I'm suggesting you wear actual motorcycle gear that protects your body from the elements and the road mostly. Yeah, but I have really good luck. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> knock on all the wood around you bro <laughs> i hear something ah! oh shoot <laughs> this just in it is 75 and mostly cloudy at not disneyland and it's 76 degrees and sunny here in los angeles fabulous yeah no it it was i think it's at its high right now 75 ish but it was sunny all day and it says mostly cloudy in my app, but it is actually pretty sunny out. So yeah, it's beautiful. Like beautiful days coming up here in Oregon. I'm wearing I'm wearing a skirt and a t-shirt and Birkenstocks today because I can. Forecast in Beaverton on Friday and Friday is supposed to be 86 and sunny. I know. Oh my god, that's awesome! And then as soon as we get home, it's sixty <laughs> and sunny. And then 59 degrees, or sorry, 63 degrees and raining. 59 degrees and raining. So, what are you going to do? Complain. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Complain. Yeah. 
it has been some time since we have behaved badly in the parks. Yeah. Oh, it's time. We're doing it. Um, this is Behaving Badly in the Parks Part 3, I believe. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's Part 3. Yeah. It's like Back to the Future. They part did three. three. We can do three. And just like Back to the Future Part 3, we're going back in time. Back in time. Give <laughs> Lewis reference for you. <laughs> okay. Do either of you know anything about the Yippee International Pow Wow at Disneyland? Yes. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Why do you? This is kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. Oh, no, I do. I do. Yes, the, the dad told us about this. Yeah. Yeah, I do know about this. Well, a planned protest at the park that ended with armed riot police storming the park in full view of the guests. That's <laughs> what we're talking about today. I Rap. love it so much. This one's a doozy. Woo. Okay. Some context for those who don't know. The Yippies, it was a group established in December of 1967 by radicals Jerry Rubin and Abby Hoffman of the Chicago 7 fame. You know, think Forrest Gump, the war in Viet fucking now! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power, power, counterculture, all that. Okay. So... The movement employed street theater theatrics and pranks to advance its anti-authoritarian agenda and to protest against the Vietnam War. Its gatherings were often called powwows, and basically their actions were intended to mock the establishment by doing very silly things in public venues. Um, The group was sometimes jokingly referred to as the Groucho Marxists. Wow. Now, why Disneyland? First and foremost, the Yippies saw Disneyland as a physical representation of the evils of capitalism, and its international popularity made it a very high-profile target to really publicize the protest of the ongoing Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Other grievances included Disney's Bank of America connection, who Bank of America uh, sponsored the It's a Small World attraction in the park, and also supported the Vietnam War financially. They also didn't like the supposed racist and anti-feminist values expressed in Disneyland at the time, as well as the park's conservative dress codes for guests and staff. So in early July 1970, 500 flyers were distributed in the L.A. area depicting a smiling Mickey Mouse wearing his trademark tuxedo with outstretched arms. (laughs) One hand held a top hat, while the other hand held the silhouette of an AK-47. Get it? Surrounding the image of Mickey, the flyer said, August 6th, Disneyland, Yippee mm-hmm. International Pow Wow. <laughs> the date, August 6, 1970, was chosen because it marked the 25th anniversary of Hiroshima. Here's the picture. Okay. Oh, James found so, it. Hiroshima and Disneyland, hand in hand. Yes. You know? I'm going to get this tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of my pet peeves is like naughty, naughty, naughty Mickey. Mickey. I hate that shit. Where it's like he's shooting up heroin, and it's like, Whoa, yeah, but it's Mickey Mouse. Ugh. Get in a wrist Real tattoos like mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an old timey baseball player. <laughs> no one's ever done that, or an anchor. No one's ever done like an old timey sailor anchor. No one. That's me only. Well, so I'm going to be reading from a book that I bought called Mouse Tales, a behind-the-ears look at Disneyland. I think it's from 1994. It's from a fella named uh, David Koenig. And it's, spoiler alert, it's going to be my recommended content. But we'll get Ah, Mouse Tales. Woo! Okay, so from the book. Various underground newspapers reprinted the flyer. It promised, quote, non-sponsors offer the following non-calendar of non-events. I, we're not doing any of this. We're just suggesting that this could be a thing that someone could do. (laughs) (laughs) Bullet points. Okay. Admission all day by any means necessary. And they have planned a Black Panther hot breakfast from 9 to 10 a.m. at Aunt Jemima's Pancake House. Wow. Okay. A Young Pirates League at 11 a.m. on Captain Hook's ship. 
There's a women's liberation event at 12 noon, a rally to liberate Minnie Mouse in front of Fantasyland. Weird. There's a self-defense collective, 1 to 2 p.m. at the Shooting Gallery in Frontierland. <laughs> There's a midday feast, 3 p.m. barbecue of Porky Pig. Uh, Porky's not Disney IP. Yeah. So. Yes. I uh, still want to go to all these events. I know. This sounds great. <laughs> uh, late in the afternoon, Yippies plan to infiltrate and liberate Tom Sawyer's Island, declaring a free state. Brothers and sisters will then have a smoke-in festival. Get on over to Disneyland, August 6th. Yippee! <laughs> wow. So as rumors escalated about this event, Disneyland officials met with local authorities to discuss possibly closing the park for that day. In the end, they decided they're just going to stay open. Perhaps this was just all a big hoax. Or if thousands of protesters did come to town, they would likely find a way to make trouble whether Disneyland was open or not. So mm -hmm. might as well make them bucks. Mm -hmm. Police in Anaheim and neighboring cities formulated mutual aid plans. Most officers were ordered to stay close to their phones, ready to roll at a moment's notice. They calculated that as many as 200,000 yippies from across the country could conceivably converge on Anaheim. Special courts were also set up in case they had to handle mass arrests, and the National Guard <laughs> was contacted as a last resort. Wow. <laughs> well, employees spent the preceding week searching attractions for bombs. They found one smoke bomb After on or before. Before. Oh, so they okay. So they did close the park. No. Oh, okay. Because nope. I'm reading. Because now we always say the park only closed for nine eleven. Okay, sorry, sorry. You have, a, you have a plan. Okay, so they're sweeping the park a week in advance for bombs. They found one smoke bomb on Bank of America's uh, sponsored It's a Small World. <laughs> Almost every employee was scheduled to work on Yippie Day, calling everyone in. Um, the Matterhorn usually had about 17 or 18 people working it. We must have had 50, recalled ride operator William McCormick. My job was to stand on the backside of the Matterhorn and watch the fence so no one threw a bomb over. I just can't get over Small World being sponsored by Bank of America. I know. I, I'm stuck on that. It's, yeah. yeah, but you can also, like, it's almost surprising that it's not like that. Yeah. Because everything is like that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so two Bank of America security officers were to dress as tourists and spend the day snapping photos of people in or near the bank. If there was any trouble, they could use the pictures as evidence. Supervisors, some undercover, were to be walking the park instead of sitting in their offices. By Yippie Day, officers were prepared for 20,000 radicals to storm the gates first thing in the morning. Police from about every city in Orange County, including helmeted riot squads, packed behind the scenes areas. <laughs> They parked a bus backstage and converted it into a comm headquarters. And just out of guest view, there was an armed camp as combustible as a tinderbox. Wow. The day started quiet. Uh, the tension built slowly. In the morning, a few long-haired youths gathered at Aunt Jemima's Pancake House, presumably for the non-calendars Black Panther program. <laughs> the Black Panther Party. <laughs> Uh, there were no Panthers, and except for a few clenched fist salutes, no trouble. Mm -hmm. Shortly before noon, about 35 youths gathered at the front gate and began clapping their hands and exchanging words with security guards. Anaheim police immediately rushed to the scene to form a line in front of the gate. The kids quieted down, paid their admission, and filtered into the crowd. From that moment on, security walkie-talkies began crackling with reports of small disturbances from different corners of the park. The first scene occurred at the drawbridge to Sleeping Beauty Castle. When the Disneyland band came marching by, the Yippies followed, screaming their own lyrics to zippity doo Their lyrics were, oh. Ho, Ho, Ho Chi Minh is going to win. Wow. That's a Vietnam reference. Oh, I was just going to say, that's garbage. Yep. Yeah. I, I, like it's not even good lyrics come on guys no get your act together <laughs> no zippity doodahs good lyrics exactly <laughs> right <laughs> don't mess with the original when the original is such gold 
<laughs> and and good origins of the song too. You know, that's what right. We're... That too. Okay, yeah. shut up. <laughs> so the hippies try to throw off the musicians by running in between their ranks. The band, in danger of getting their horns jammed in their faces, decided to quit playing and unobtrusively retreat off stage. Executives and supervisors, especially harried park vice president Dick Nunes, Smart guy. mingled with the rebels. Confused and frustrated, the crew cut Nunes pleaded, please keep it cool. Yeah. <laughs> Other managers disguised themselves as tourists and spent the afternoon wheeling around in wheelchairs or talking into paper bags that hid their walkie-talkies. Sheesh. Some of the incognito super supervisors, though, stuck out like Eskimos at a nude beach. Yippie <laughs> pointed them out and taunted, Nark! 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 What? That's you. Uh -huh. You're just yelling Nark at me. Yeah, usually. Anytime I, anytime I don't want to do something she wants to do, or if she even just senses <laughs> like I'm being kind of a nerd, goes, what are you, a Nark? Yeah, she bullies me. Like, I don't know, I'm a little tired, I don't really want to do X. She goes, what are you, a Nark? <laughs> bullied by my wife. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, the protesters drew increasingly uncooperative, cursing, chanting, spitting, snake dancing through the park, <laughs> bowling over children. So far, I'm I'm still in. I'm down. Yeah. They gathered for sing-alongs at the carousel and most of the attractions with corporate sponsors like GE's Carousel of Progress, Monsanto's Adventure Through Inner Space. The AT&T building, which I don't know what that is now. Um, the Chicken of the Sea pirate ship. <laughs> yeah, I have a picture of it. It's pretty wild. Where a few of the yippies climbed up the mast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll find it. Okay. And Coke Corner, where they lampooned the Mickey Mouse Club song. Even more than usual, inner space became a hazy drug den thick with marijuana smoke. Mm. The employees positioned inside collected all sorts of paraphernalia and had to be relieved constantly because of the intoxicating fumes. Oh my god. They just yes. the pirate ship. Yeah. Which by the way, I wish that ship was still there. How cool that is. So cute. Throughout the day, others similarly clad in blue denim, buckskin fringe, and tie-dye shirts milled about the outside of the front gate. Angry about not having any money for admission, they argued that private property should be outlawed and that the park uh, should be open for and for free to the public. These uh, people. <laughs> Open your house up then to the public. Right. I'm like, coming in. Yeah, yeah. God. It's just a lot of people doing their own thing, one told a reporter. Mm -hmm. There is no plan of activity, just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I hate them. They smell so bad from here. A red cross was drawn across his forehead in sympathy of jailed Charles Manson. So you get yeah, yeah. Um, as he roamed outside the main gate, he mused, "Man, that's America in there. You can play the game if you have money and look nice, but if you're different, forget about life." No, oh, I hate him. <laughs> I hate them so much. <laughs> it's not even like I agree with some of the things. I know. You know? It's I it's just, just up and down of like I hate you and I agree with you and I hate you and I agree right, with you. Right. Uh, but I mean a Charles Manson sympathizer, like uh, that's not a thing. He's a shithead. So to calm the grumbling mob, Nunes offered to admit them at a group rate at fifty cents each. They declined. Ah. Some who had entered got their hands stamped for re-entry and then tried to transfer the ink imprint onto their friend's wrists. I've done that. Yeah. Definitely done that. Most of the other guests struggled to ignore the yippies. I'm not surprised that it was possible. <laughs> and Disneyland made it well into the afternoon without serious trouble. Rough estimates pegged the yippie count at around a few hundred instead of the many thousands. Uh, Nunes thought they had averted a major catastrophe and called for a 3.20 p.m. press briefing to commend the long-haired patrons for not getting too out of hand. He says, quote, they're not greatly different than other kids throughout the country, he told reporters. Mm. They may look a little different, but they are just out here to have fun. Maybe we ought to listen to them a little bit more. It's a good way to handle it. But Nunes spoke too soon. Ah. 
at about yeah. four o'clock, a band of yippies met inside the Main Street Cinema to devise a new plan of attack. After rounding up a sizable group, they held hands and began parading single file up Main Street, chanting, we are marching to Cambodia. Keep going. Keep on going, dude. <laughs> More You're a real long way away. As they actually live in like Orange County or the Valley, and they're all just well-to-do SoCal kids. Yeah, yeah. none of them actually have jobs. Their parents are paying for everything. Cool. Right. Well, more accurately, they were marching to Frontierland, where they boarded <laughs> rafts for Tom Sawyer Island. The horde chased tourists off of Fort Wilderness and took over, hoisting the Viet Cong flag. Hmm. Oh, my God. They chanted, free Charlie Manson and legalize marijuana. Those are definitely the same cause. So yeah. I get it. They danced and passed around marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> Allegedly, a security guard on the island reported seeing a guy running around naked. The park closed up the fort's refreshment stand and temporarily discontinued rafts to the island. Still, no one in the ever-visible security force moved in to make an arrest, even though officials feared the, the yippies might remain on the island after the dusk curfew. They're trying to keep a hands-off uh, approach, which was very much standard for them. As it neared 6 p.m., the group grew tired and ran out of clever things to chant. <laughs> they made it to 6 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. They're weak. They're not like us. Rope drop till close, baby. Yeah. That's right. Well, the protest sensed itself fizzling out. So one guy shouted, Bank of America! Let's all go down Main Street again to Bank of America! Wow. Right on, the crowd answered. Though disorganized, the activities were being instigated by a handful of obvious ringleaders. The Yippies took off single file for the bank um, off of Town Square. Frantically, Nunes and Park Security Director Al Niemeyer continued trying to deter the demonstrators in one-on-one -on -one rap sessions. <laughs> no good, man, one rebel replied. We want some action. Another activist called Niemeyer a capitalist pig. Maybe he is. <laughs> when you say rap sessions, you mean like... He's like, look, man. Yeah, like, let's talk it yeah, out. Like a let's, rap. Uh, rap I, was, I was definitely picturing them rapping at each other like that scene in the... Oh, God. What's yeah, that, that movie? movie the, the 80s movie? Yeah, where the girls are like... This, yeah. Top that. Yeah. Dude, that's, What's that from? Oh God, um, it's like a something witch, like a teenage witch or something. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh God, we'll we'll, we'll look it up. Or not. Or not. <laughs> we won't. We'll forget all about it. Okay, so the yippies head for City Hall, forming a chain that would extend the length of Main Street. A few tried to rush City Hall, but employees pushed them back and locked the door. Yippies camped out on the steps, calling for the liberation of Minnie Mouse. She's a fucking mouse. A fake character, people. Uh, when they began chanting obscenities, a crowd of about 700 guests responded with a loud rendition of God Bless America. The Yippies tried to drown them out with booze. They ripped down a red, white, and blue bunting nearby and replaced it with a yippie flag, which pictured a dark green marijuana leaf and a red star on a black background. Yeah, that's so those it's kind of so people. petty. That yeah, oh boy. Um, a tourist boldly tore down their flag, and then a group of yippies jumped on him. A woman with her baby carriage called for them to stop yelling bad words in the presence of children. Park officials labeled it all very un-Disney-like. When the mob decided to march around Town Square and back up Main Street, a wall of security guards tried to close off their path. Niemeyer told the yippies to break it up. Fellows, this is it, Nunez warned. We have gone out of our way, and now you can leave the park or you can go back on the rides, but there's no more mass marching, no more demonstrations, and no more singing. Yeah. Different. <laughs> oh, we are strictly anti-song here at Disneyland. Yes. I love that he's like, <laughs> go back on the rides, like, after all of that. Right. You just, just, just be normal. Go on Autopia. Just be normal. Go have fun. Relax. 
So one of the leaders attempted to shove his way through the line of plainclothes personnel. A guard shoved him back and the yippie took a swing at him. Nunes, who was a former USC football player, pulled one of the leaders off stage and decked him. Wow. Within seconds, several other fights broke out. Uh, This was the flashpoint. Riot police streamed out from behind the main street facades where they had been waiting all day. Yippies who had broken the security line in an attempt to run back into the center of the park were met at the end of Main Street by a second police force. About 150 riot police joined the melee, suited in padded vests and helmets with plastic face shields and armed with yard-long batons. <laughs> Itching to beat some hippies up. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me do it. I was like, God, I get it. <laughs> in this site. Like you go to Disneyland and you look down Main Street and there's riot police lined up and down the road ready to kick some ass. That'd be freaking crazy. It's nuts. Um, a policeman tried to grab one of the chief instigators by his long hippie hair <clears throat> and it pulled off because he was wearing a wig. Oh, what a <coughs> oh, fraud. What a fraud. Uh, backup units arrived, bringing the total law enforcement headcount to about 300, the, lar- the largest showing of police force up to that time in Orange County history. Wow. At Disneyland on Main Street. <laughs> Incredible. 300? Yeah. Wow. Um, Nunes finally ordered the park closed at 7.10 p.m., section by section, clockwise from Adventureland. See, you said that earlier. I knew you were wrong. Because he did end up closing it. I said we get to it. Ah, uh, okay. They didn't close it in preparation. Yes, right. They closed but they closed after early. The melee. Because I was reading, because we always say Disneyland, what was so crazy about the COVID lockdowns that whole year was closed or over a year was that it's only been closed a handful of times. Mm-hmm. When Kennedy was killed, the big earthquake, um, was 9 11. 9 11. And then COVID. And then COVID, and then this was listed as one of them. And then apparently, technically, a winter storm closed it. Hmm. But we only cite the times they closed the park the whole twenty-four hour period, right? But there were a handful of other times where they closed it early. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This was about six hours before the scheduled closing for the mm-hmm. day. Um, the park at that time, the park had only been closed for the death of JFK. Well, yeah, I mean, this is impactful. Imagine today the park closing by 7 p.m. or whatever because there was a, a mass protest. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it makes you think, like, why isn't there more protests and things like this of this nature at the parks? This, this I guess it would happen all the time. I mean, it's so expensive to get in that yeah. you'd have to get a lot of people who were willing to either figure out a way in, which good think- luck at this point. That's a good or point. they'd have to be cast members or they'd have to pay the admission. Right. You have to get enough people of impact, a large enough crowd to all pay the hundred and whatever a day. Mm-hmm. And, and then even at that, they check the security so well that they're going to yeah. see, you know, posters and polls. And you know, yeah. it's like, oh, we're obviously in protest from the beginning. Right. I mean, when we were kids, you could walk right into Disneyland with whatever you wanted. Sure. It wasn't, there was no security line. Right. Well, it took like at least two hours to make that like grid search clearing park out. Wow. Um, Because, you know, yippies were just scattering, just hiding in different places. So um, once police forced the mob outside the gates, the yippies began screaming, burn the park, burn the park. Oh my God. They lit trash barrels on fire and set off firecrackers. Wow. One threw a light bulb at the turnstiles and it exploded amid the exiting crowd. Um, others tore up the flower beds and threw yellow carnations, rocks, and other debris at officers and over the spiked fence into the park. Oh my God. Police, Dang. Police moved in long formations throughout the parking lot. Screaming yippies ran wildly between the parked cars, breaking off antennas. <laughs> One threw an iron stake at the officers and four policemen pounced on him and slapped on handcuffs. You don't say. (laughs) Through a booming megaphone, an officer announced that the assembly was officially declared unlawful. 
took you long enough. No. Uh, police marched across flower beds to sweep the lot clear. Mm. Uh, one bearded leader shouted, let's go to the hotel. And the police forced the riders uh, because the police had been forcing them in that direction. But as the throng streamed on foot across West Street to the Disneyland Hotel, they found nearly a dozen police cars waiting for them there. <laughs> Good. Wow. So there's no downtown Disney. No. There was mm-hmm. a parking lot and then West Street. So they just yeah. beelined that way. Um, the Yippies dispersed in all directions and police helicopters circled overhead. At 10 p.m., Disneyland turned on all of the sprinklers in the park mm. to flush out anyone else from hiding. That's awesome. Uh, oh. so those those last few sweeps revealed six yippies hiding in various places throughout the park. Wow. And who knows what they would have done? Probably nothing, but maybe they planned on burning the park down. Yeah. Man. No injuries were reported apart from a few scrapes. 23 of the approximately 300 yippies, um, some from as far away as Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, New York, were arrested and held on charges, including assault and battery, drug possession, disturbing the peace, inciting a riot, failure to disperse, malicious mischief, and trespassing. Unfortunately, Disneyland had thought that it would best enhance its image by giving the media carte blanche during the day. The results were jarring graphic pictures on the evening newscasts and in the morning papers. Most reports lauded the park's patient yet forceful handling of the situation. Many of those who experienced it firsthand, both guests and employees, viewed it as a disgraceful, horrifying experience. Wow. Some of the college-age workers, though, thought it was just a it was cool. It was just a bunch of kids protesting the war who got a little out of hand and shook up the stuffed shirts. Right. One employee remembers, it was a big joke. We got off early and had a big party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, late that evening, Disneyland announced a tough new grooming policy banning long hairs from entrance to the park. No more long hairs. That's wild. That's wild. Uh, Well, that one guy didn't even have long hair. I know. He was a fraud. He was a fraud. He's not even a hippie. He's a yippie. Yeah. So then people are going to start wearing short hair wigs. Yeah. yeah man, in protest. It'll be anarchy. Just... <laughs> Which is what they want. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, six foot tall, 200 pound security guards were stationed at each ticket booth. Uh, more than 100 long haired or unusually attired youths were turned away after brief interrogations, most of whom would have been admitted two days earlier. Um, Security officer Roger Baker says those were difficult months after that because we didn't know what was going to happen. It took a while. There had never been an incident like that. It was so out of place that it was almost surreal. It just didn't fit. It was like going into another dimension. We were prepared, but seeing it take place surprised everybody. So um, for months thereafter, a bulked up security staff worked around the clock fearing a repeat performance. And less than three months later, it was nearly deja vu at Disneyland. Different crowd, though. This was a rock concert by Grand Funk Railroad at the Anaheim Convention Center across Catella that (laughs) oversold. It was an oversold Grand Funk show. Oh, you don't say. Uh I've worked Grand Funk Railroad a few times at the Crystal Ballroom. And it's always a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's always oversold. They're always late. They're always... None of the original members are there. It's just white people spinning in a circle. Mm-hmm. I hate it so much. I hate the I hate the hippie thing with a burning passion. And it doesn't mean I know I, you do. I don't hate what they believe in. Who doesn't like peace, love, and we want to take care of the earth? You know, I, I have my own criticisms of capitalism. We all have these thoughts. It's all good. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. But take a goddamn shower. Be an adult. Don't wear wigs. Don't try to pay for your alcohol with buttons that you found in your pocket. Yeah, don't don't compliment me, and then that be my tip. Right. That's how you knew you weren't going to get tip. Yeah. No, and it's so like, true. I'm working here, dude. Yeah. You're so rad. Thanks, bro. And like that's it. That was the tip. That's it. Yep. A verbal tip. 
So the convention center reached capacity and closed its doors, locking hundreds of angry youths outside. Mm -hmm. The fans began screaming and cursing. They finally broke in the glass doors and windows and tried to storm the entrance. The 16 policemen lined up inside the entrance were pelted with rocks, bottles, and timbers from broken barricades. Um, when reinforcements arrived, the police drove the mob back out the shattered glassway door. So at that time, nearly 400 officers were called in, swinging batons mm -hmm. and arresting 84 rioters. What was the point of this one? It was just show they just and go. see Grand Funk. Uh -oh. <laughs> That's it, man. Like, <laughs> That's what they were willing to riot over. But it was at the convention center. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so you're just talking about something happening in Anaheim. Yeah. Now, which is across which the street from the park. It was three months after, and everyone was still in, like, trauma mode. Right. Um, so police formed a V to force them out of the parking lot, but their retreat turned into a rampage. The mob ran down Catella, smashing windows of motels and parked cars before streaming into the Disneyland parking lot. Wow. Suddenly, a mass of humanity was storming like a tidal wave toward the main gate. Stunned, guards and parking lot attendants didn't know if the stampeding teenagers were just trying to flee from the police or if by force they were going to substitute the Disneyland Railroad for the Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> oh, I get it. Get it? Um, and no one had any idea what they might do to the guests inside. So within minutes, without time to think or discuss, security guards, parking lot attendants, ticket sellers, ticket takers, and ride operators rushed to the front of the main gate. Instinctively, they formed a human wall and physically blocked the mob's charge through the turnstiles. You shall not pass. Yeah. <laughs> I hear Not again. Um, so gradually, fewer guards were stationed at the gate, and the grooming policy was relaxed to cover hairstyles and attire that the park considered inappropriate. Mm -hmm. It took 19 years before the threat returned of another yippee day, um, but 1990s style this wow. time. A white supremacist group mailed flyers to newspapers and TV stations throughout California advertising May 31st, 1985, my fifth birthday. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Happy fifth birthday to me. Wow. White Workers Day oh. at Disneyland. Oh, 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 oh. That's problematic. No, I don't like that. We don't. Um, the flyer called for white militant workers, Nazi punks, pro-white heavy metalers, mods, skinheads, and regular white youth to celebrate the 97th anniversary of the birth of Gregor Strasser, an obscure German Nazi leader. Jeez. And they offered a free case of beer to the first neo-Nazi to raise a swastika oh. flag over Fort Wilderness. Oh, my God. Um, this time, Disneyland made it well-known it had zero tolerance. Yeah. Anyone arriving with any Nazi-like signs from skinhead down to steel-toed boot would not be admitted. The park also beefed up its security force, and Anaheim police agreed to patrol the area throughout the day. This time, though, the racist rally never materialized. A total of one carload of skinheads showed up, and they were peacefully turned away at the gate. Now, this does remind me. Sarah, I don't know if you saw it, but recently I posted um, some stories. I, I randomly came across this art gallery in Studio City yesterday. I just okay. going to a Starbucks to work, and I see this art gallery, and in the windows it said, like, uh, Disneyland uh, artifacts and, you know, Disney artwork and random stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. I just, I peep my head in, and it's a giant warehouse, like wow. multiple rooms full of all this like old vintage Disney stuff, stuff from like Imagineers to like just artifacts, whatever. Anyway. And so I turn around and I call Ashley. I'm like, you have to come here now. Like if you're, if you're nearby, swing mm -hmm. a bike. She comes within 10 minutes. We both go in and check it out. It's amazing. It was really cool stuff from like the 1930s. In fact, there was a booth where the original, the the woman that made the first set of Mickey Mouse Muppets and little toys from the uh -huh. Earth, these are they're gonna have an auction on Saturday for half of the stuff. Some of it was on sale, just like an antique store, and the other stuff is gonna be on, at the auction this Saturday, and it's go it's gonna go for like you know tens hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more. Anyway, there's this whole section with Davy Crockett stuff, like old Frontierland. This whole wall full of David Crockett stuff. It's really cool, really bitching. And then there's this toy chest. It says like David Crockett toy, blah, blah, blah. And it's 
you know, frontier land aesthetic. And if you zoom in, there's a gosh darn swastika on the thing. He says like, oh my gosh, rocket something or other. And there's a swastika. I'll I'll pull up the picture for you right now, because it is worth seeing. Okay, so that's the toy box. Uh huh. And I'll zoom in. That's a swastika. Oh, sure is. And the guy came up to me. The like curator guy was like, "Yeah, I, I think you probably found that that symbol or something like that." I was like, "Yeah, I was just looking at that. What's that about?" He's like, "We actually don't know. It was made in the 1950s." There's no real, there's like a random set of other symbols on it. Uh-huh. So I guess it could be in reference to like Buddhist uh, something or other, I guess. Right. Why Davy Crockett. It was really weird. And it's going for auction this Saturday. But anyway, right. it, I, I had to talk about that because like, that is weird. It, it blew my mind. Why is that on there? What is that about? Is it? Is it a Disney licensed thing or is it like somebody, I, you know what I'm saying? It, it says, says Walt, Walt Disney's, Disney's official, official Davy Crockett, Crockett, Walt Disney Productions copyright. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> like this cute Fort Wildernessy Frontierland box. And just on the box, there's a really awful That symbol. is very interesting. Yeah. And it really like leads. Huh. You know, because you hear like conspiracy theories about like Walt Disney was an anti-Semite and this and that. Right. There's really almost no evidence of that. But then I see this with my own eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I need to do that. That's pretty freaking wild. Anyway, didn't want to steer that off. Oh yeah, no, that's I mean, that's all I got on the topic. My sources were mouseplanet.com and of course that book, Mouse Tales. A Behind the Ears <laughs> by David Koenig. Good old David Koenig. <laughs> well, shoot. I I knew about the yippee thing, but I didn't know anywhere near that much. So thank yeah. you. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And as usual, you know, we always talk about the complexities of running Disneyland and like what cast members in Disney, the company, the challenges that they face all the time and it and it includes things like grooming policy and what's allowed mm -hmm. at the park, what's not allowed at the park and and even for their own cast members it's not until very recently that they allowed visible tattoos they allow right. like gender swapping outfits and costumes and like you know, you you see the origins of it, and you understand why they say, "Okay, here on out, no long hair." From here on out, mm -hmm. no X or Y. But um, you, I don't know. I think it's probably the smarter move today to just let people be who they are, and then as long as it's not offensive, I think that says that somewhere, like you're allowed. You can't wear anything that says "fuck you" on your shirt, or right. you know, whatever. And you're not allowed to promote things. You can't go in there and say, "Vote for Trump." Or mm -hmm. try out my 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 product that I make. Here's here's a link to my company. You can't do any of that there. Mm -hmm. Sort of that. I think it's the only way to just let people do what they want. But yeah, it is it is rather surprising. It's an interesting story, and I'm I'm shocked that we don't hear about things like this more. It, I guess it just has to be the barrier to entry is so tough. Yeah, I. It has to be that because it does, it makes perfect sense for it to be a place where people would go to cause trouble. Right. Well, they also make it pretty severe if you ever want to go back. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's plenty of stories of YouTubers trying to hide overnight or, you know, sneak onto the ship when it's parked or whatever. It's not going to go well for you. <laughs> My favorite images from that entire story was the the six hippies yippee sorry hiding throughout the park yeah. and they're turning the sprinklers <laughs> on and just like ratting them out <laughs> and also like your devotion to this movement isn't that strong if a sprinkler is what gets you to move <laughs> right now you're just wet and defeated yeah like, <laughs> I, I don't really care that much <laughs> <laughs> well that was fun ash as always thank you yeah weird yeah
let's recommend a couple things and let these people go. Yeah, I'm going to go first and I'm going to recommend David Koenig's book, Mouse Tales. Woo! <laughs> years, wow. Look at Disneyland. I got it for $9.99 on Kindle and you can get hard copies of it too, but it's actually quite rich. There's a lot of really crazy stories in there. Um, cool. Cool. Check it out. Yeah, no, that sounds like something I would like. Uh, I'll go ahead and go next since I'm sitting next to you. And this is a movie that we watched in the theater the other day across the street at the Universal City Walk Theater, which is really cool and I highly recommend it if you're ever in the area. Um, we just watched the new Evil Dead Rise is the name of the movie. It's <laughs> part of the anthology, part of the the series of movies and stories that is Evil Dead. Started Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, which I know, Sarah, you know. And Give love. me some sugar, baby. Sugar, baby. So it's the newest one in that line of story. And it is so good. It's so, I mean, horror movies critically don't usually get good ratings, like on Rotten Tomatoes, because they're horror movies. So they, right. if you see like a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's a pretty good rating for a horror movie. This has high 80s. At one point, it was like mid 90s. Wow. So it's, it's really, really good. It's it's funny, it's campy, but it's also scary. It's gory. The story rules. It's it's fucking perfect. It's you, very evil dead. Very evil dead. It's great. They they did a perfect job. So excellent. There you go. Check it out. And who doesn't love Bruce Campbell? Who doesn't? He, he lives in Oregon. Yeah. 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 I think Bend or Medford or something like that. Sure. Somewhere not Portland. Cottage Grove and just list yeah. <laughs> Well, I would like to recommend the uh, show Beef. Yay! Yes. Have you guys seen it? Yes, yeah. we just finished it. Oh, it's so good. So, okay, uh, I will second that as a, a second recommendation. Yeah, it stars Ali Wong and Stephen Yoon. I think that's how you say his last name. Yoon. Sure. I don't know. He's the one that plays. Um, what is he, what's his name on uh, in The Walking Dead? Glenn. Glenn, yes, Glenn in The Walking Dead. Ali Wong is freaking fantastic in every. She's just great. And David Cho, um, and then there's a bunch of other people, but um, even Andrew Santino makes a little yeah. appearance in there for a minute. Uh, it's so, it's so a twenty four. Like it's the whole story is like. I, I don't even want to give anything away except that it's like a normal drama for a long time. And then suddenly yeah. just shit hits the fan so fast. Yes. And it, it goes from being this like kind of funny. Well, it is very funny. Like down the middle story. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. it's funny. It's dramatic. It's a little right. bit sad. It's like all these things. And then suddenly a 24 comes in and they're like, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> all of their shows and movies it's just it's that same kind of thing where it's like you don't really know what at all how it's going to end right you have no idea and you think you do and you do not i assure you you do not oh, it's so good i love that show yeah it was great and we just i like ali wong and so i put it on one night and we were hooked so fast i'm like okay i'm so glad there's a whole season of it i mean it probably took us a matter of days to we watched yep. it two sittings, two sittings? yeah oh, yeah wow. i think we probably watched it in three or four but only because our schedules are so screwed up but with that i want to say because i love ali wong so much i want to do a side recommendation i watched a stand-up the other day hmm. shang wang okay. and ali wong actually introduces him as one of her best friends and favorite comedians. That's like how she starts the show. And he just comes on and I cannot tell you how hard I was laughing. I mean, I was crying within like the first minute I was laughing so hard. Yeah. I may have been drinking. Does not even matter. Sure. It's so funny. It's so relatable. He, his delivery is perfect. I adore him. And now I have to find everything he's ever done. Shang, yeah, Shang Wang. It's S H E N G 
and then I think it's W E N G. But heard of them, and I, I, I mean, hadn't either. And I don't know why it popped up, but I guess because we watched Beef, it was like, oh, if you like Ali Wong, you'll also like this guy. And yeah, it's great. It is so good. It's an hour that you will not regret, I assure you. Love it. I will check it out. I think we did. Well, I think we've done it once again. And I think our next, are you going to be home next week? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot. We're recording in studio. That's right. We'll be home on Wednesday, the third. Awesome. Yeah. Well, then um, until we meet again, I'll see you back in your home state and uh, have a fun time packing up and getting home. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that part, but no. I know, I know. I wish I could come help you, but that's not reasonable at all. It's temporary. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See you you real soon. Good luck. It's going to be so much better next week. You guys just just sit tight. Hang in there. We're working (laughs) on it. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at disneydependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show and we'll be back here next week.